Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks to listening to the Scolding Podcast with Martin and Tyler, where we bring you nothing but bias Minnesota Viking analysis. In this episode, we will be uh, going over the uh, Minnesota victory against Oakland. Uh, So sit back, enjoy, and I hope this uh, analysis brings a smile to your face. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You ready for this? This is exciting stuff. Yeah. We're going to be Sounds starting like a new a new enterprise here. A this new enterprise. Be, this yep. is going to take over. Get a little bit closer, I would say. Like when you talk. To you or to the mic? To the mic. Yeah. Uh, so I'll so do you really hear you it. Want. Whatever you would like. Yeah. You want to be like, you want to have it like right in your mouth like this. Like you're going to put it right in your mouth. Yeah. But anyways, so we, um, we just watched today is um, September 22. 22nd, 2019, we watched the Vikings play. Yep. Um, I am a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. Yeah, number one, actually. Number one. Yeah. And Tyler is from Minnesota, and he's been a Minnesota. How long have you been a Minnesota Vikings fan? Uh, I mean, uh, since I could honestly remember. Um, since I you mean, were a little kid. Since I was a little kid, yep. I've always wanted to be some Minnesota Viking player, uh, like Randy Moss, uh, Chris Carter, Jake Reed days. Those are great. Um, I remember distinctly like where I was at when uh, Gary Anderson missed his uh, um, playoff NSC championship field goal in the 98 playoffs. I mean, like I, I, I share the pain with just about every single Minnesota Vikings fan that they've uh, endured. So, see, I don't even know what that means, but, but that's great. <laughs> um, what I what I had the crazy idea. So the story is or we had the crazy idea. Um. I've been trying to get into football, specifically being a Minnesota Vikings fan for the last three years or so. My wife and her family are really into the Minnesota Vikings fan, uh, team, and I am just sort of an honorary member. So I know little to nothing about the Vikings. Tyler knows about hmm. everything there is to know yeah. about the Vikings. So we had this. We he came over to my house today to watch the game, and we had this crazy idea of have a post-game podcast to to kind of recap what's going on every every Sunday uh, once a week or whenever we can do this and have a, a weird perspective of someone that understands the game perfectly, understands the Minnesota Vikings, and someone like me that wants to understand but doesn't really know much about the, the game. And ideally, this would be something that you guys can use as a tool for those who are trying to get into the, to the, the, yeah, the game, totally. maybe show it to your wives. I don't know. <laughs> but I thought it would be cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I have an extensive um, athletic background that makes me almost too qualified <laughs> to call football games. I played uh, played high school football till I was a sophomore. 
Um, now, I mean, obviously no one can see me here, but I'm a five foot four guy. Uh, so that means I didn't <laughs> play football a long time. I, I remember one play I got, they, I was a running back and my, my coach called a, a sweet play out to the right. And I got the ball, uh, in the Friday night lights, you know, and I got lit up by a linebacker, like shoved out of bounds in an aggressive manner. And I just, uh, I hung it up after that. I was like, yep, this is, uh, this is definitely I've, this this game has outgrown me, so I stopped playing. Um, but I've been playing Madden since I was, it seemed like, since I was 10. So not, that's what makes me almost too qualified to call sports games. So you, you know, know a lot about the game. Oh, yeah, just from playing football video games. <laughs> so you're going to get a, a – you're just, the take you're about to receive is going to be from somebody who just plays Madden. All right, take that and run with it. And someone that's a Minnesota – Native and someone has followed the Minnesota Vikings all their lives. So you do have a good credentials. Absolutely. I will be bringing the perspective of a Colombian guy who yes. married into the team and knows almost the just the very the mm-hmm. basics of football. I don't yeah. even know the rules, but right. I want to get into it. I think that I can ask the questions that need to be asked. For I think so, too. Plus, one thing you and I both have in common is that we both went ice fishing in our respective countries, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, Colombia no and ice fishing in Colombia. <laughs> it doesn't even cold, get cold in Colombia, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I've been to fishing. It's model, right? Um, so let's let's talk about the game today. So Minnesota played Green Bay last week. Yes, and that went horribly. It was uh, it was it was less than ideal from a uh, Vikings fan perspective. A lot of people are well. I a lot of people are blaming the quarterback Cousins. Um, what do you think about that? You think that it is his fault? It, so, in the beginning of the game, Minnesota gave up 21 first quarter point, points to the Packers. Which, uh, if if you know our defense, it it's not that's not what we do. We don't typically do that. We have usually one of the top five, if not top ten, defenses in the NFL. So when you give up 21 first quarter points, um, you kind of start to panic. Now, our quarterback is a guy that we paid $84 million guaranteed over just a three-year period um, to come out and keep us in games. And when our defense finally put it together after the first quarter, I mean, we shut out Green Bay the rest of the game. They didn't actually score a single point after that first quarter. And we had more than one or two opportunities to, to, to take a lead and or just at least tie it and and – Unfortunately, our $84 million quarterback just, you know, came up short. One, one thing I'll give credit to him, though, he, he owned up to it in his press conference. Um, you do like to see that type of humility from somebody. Um, he didn't blame his team. He blamed himself. That was probably the one thing that I took from him uh, that I liked. But ultimately, it was a scary thing to see in the second week of a game, uh, in the season, sorry, that you know, after we didn't even have a winning record last year, we brought this guy on to win games. I mean, we won 11 games with Case Keenum, um, and he's a journeyman quarterback just bouncing from team to team. So sometimes I feel like he just tries to do a little too much, a little, little, little too much. Well, here's the thing that I feel about Cousins, and I don't know if I, if this makes sense or not, but you bring somebody with that much of ex- expectation, and can you really – expect him to perform i mean okay you pay him a lot of money you, he's gonna be great but was it all his fault like i feel like the the defense or what what is it called the the defensive lightning yeah yeah the lineman yep. that they i mean he didn't really have time to think 
Um, does it all fall on him? Like you, is, he's not going to be the magic bullet to all of this put together, right? No. And that's what I feel like. You know, we keep on putting pressure on him. And yeah, he could only do so much. He's only one player. He's a very important player. But at what point do we say, okay, there's other things happening here? There is definitely, from my perspective, again, a very limited perspective. But there's a, a problem with consistency. There's we'll have games in which we absolutely destroy the other teams, and then the, the very followed by a game in which they somehow can't figure out how to play football. Yeah. So I don't know if you can. Okay, yeah, you have him owning and going into a press conference and saying, "Oh yeah, it was mine. It was all my fault. I really let my team down." But did he? Did he really? Was it all his fault? You I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it's tough to say. Like games are won and lost um, at the offensive line. Um, our offensive offensive line is completely rebuilt from last year. Actually, um, I think we only had one or two returning starters. I could be. Comp- I know we we definitely at least replaced two of them on the offensive line, and I mean we look to be just a better run blocking team than a pass blocking, which means he has less time to throw, which means he's got to be thinking on the top of his toes, you know, and he's got to make those decisions faster. Uh, when you buy a quarterback um, of his caliber, you're you're hopefully tr- you're also buying the mindset of a guy that should be able to handle situations, um, game tempo, and just like pressure in general. And with the when we bought Kirk Cousins, I mean, he came with some very you know high promise from uh, Washington. Uh, but he also came with some questions. I mean, he was a guy who has a l- losing record against teams with winning records. I think he's like five and uh, he's like five and twenty something. I, I don't know the exact stat. I don't have it in front of me. But he's got a very low winning percentage against teams with winning records. That was a big. Um, that was a big kind of question mark with him. Um, he also gets he's he's he gets the most batted down passes at the uh, at the defensive line uh, by defensive linemen as well. That was another really huge issue, um, and he didn't seem to uh, fix much of that. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the offensive line can dictate a lot of it. I just think that like that game alone, you could say was his fault because once the defense tightened up, our rushing game was spot on. Everything was working. We had multiple opportunities to take a lead or win. And every time he had the ball in his hands, he fumbled. He actually fumbled twice, lost one of them uh, for a turnover, and then he threw two interceptions, both really bad interceptions. His second one was the worst. Um, He was, you know, we were at our 20 or something to that nature, and uh, he first and goal rolls out to the right 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and throws the ball up in the end zone. Uh, It was an unwarranted play. Definitely didn't need to happen right there. He wanted to take a chance. I think in his press conference he thought he was going to overthrow the guy, which was the intention to throw it out of the end zone. But he underthrew it, and uh, Green Bay made a great play. So so there's mistakes that shouldn't be happening for somebody that we paid so much money for, essentially, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, like, th- with that, you, you, you hope that he bounces back and that he, that's just – everyone's allowed to play like that. Let's be clear, like – I, being a Minnesota fan, I'm I'm not off that wagon of um, of Kirk Cousins. I definitely believe he could still be the guy. You just hope that those games don't show up eight times a year because that's going to make you a 500 quarterback. So he he's he is definitely allowed to have a game like that. It's just concerning um, because of how the tempo of that game was going 
that that's how he was playing because it was a pressure type deal you know what i mean like when the game was on the line he didn't come through and that's what i'm worried about me looking outside home uh, going in is that the guy is under a lot of pressure and on top of that pressure he has an added pressure that maybe other quarterbacks don't have which is they pay so much money for me i really need to perform exactly so it's like okay maybe just stop talking about that shit stop saying i'm sorry i didn't yeah i i didn't do so well because it's like we're just making okay we already paid the money is it is what it is let the guy maybe have a little bit of wiggle room there yeah you know like you could tell that was his mindset because that's a great point in the first week um, minnesota just absolutely demolished the atlanta falcons and he only threw 10 times he only had to throw 10 times the game flow dictated only 10 passing attempts he said himself he hadn't thrown only 10 pass attempts in his career since uh, i think he said he was in like high school um so i you could tell that that like he didn't have a chance to prove himself week one um because it just didn't we didn't need him to and then week two i feel like the pressure of him trying to perform his contract um is what got to him but you're right i think if we just leave him alone i think he's still the guy i by no means would say bench the dude for our backup because a lot of people don't know who our backup is it's a guy named i think his name's trevor Mannion, and this dude um like he (laughs) i think he was the rams backup last year a lot of people don't know who this guy is, and I'm frankly not ready to throw him into the fire and see how he does. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't know who Case Keenum was, and he turned out to be great. Why didn't the Vikings pick him up? I don't understand that. Like, why do they go with Cousins and not Keenum? Do you know? Yeah, I, I, I have a good feeling about it. Like, do I actually know? No. But my feeling is Case Keenum, like I said earlier in the podcast, he's a he's a journeyman uh, uh player if, what does that mean it means he jumps from team to team oh. um and not not because he wants to it's because he plays a year um he can't win a starting spot so then he becomes a free agent another team takes a waiver on him and it just kind of unfolds so he plays for a lot of different teams like this year he's on washington last year he was on denver the year before that he was minnesota that and he was a ram i mean like it just goes on and on he just plays for all these teams he he had a career year with the Vikings. It was fantastic. He looked like the perfect fit. However, the Vikings, when they, when Kirk Cousins is a guy, when, when that guy becomes available in free agency, you can't overlook it. The um, Kirk Cousins, from a statistical standpoint, is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. From So his passing yards, completion percentage, uh, touchdowns, the interception ratio, I mean, it's off the charts. The guy is at least a top 10, if not even a top 5 quarterback. It looks great on paper. Great on paper. Um, Keenum had one good year. And when you're building a team like Minnesota is, where you have the defense, you have the running game, you have the wide receivers and all this stuff coming together, to take a flyer on a guy who had one good year um, – could that's how you can get fired as a head coach and i think that they didn't think keenum keenum could just have a terrible year he was not a great quarterback coming in to um the nfl well i take that back in college he actually holds the records for i think most passing yards and passing touchdowns in a college game keenum Keenum does but then he didn't do anything on the nfl you know in the nfl he didn't do really anything he really wasn't a fantastic quarterback until that year uh with the vikings and then you know, I was really proud of that dude. After the end of the year, he went out and got his money with Denver. Totally, like, deserved it. I was I was happy for him. But that's why we didn't fly take a flyer on him. 
Wait, so say that again. A, a coach can get fired by doing what? By taking a, a like taking that guy as a, as a quarterback? You, when you have almost when you have ninety percent um, of the puzzle pieces, and the last one is the main position on the field, which is your quarterback, and you take a flyer on a guy who had one good year, mm. and then he underperforms, and your team doesn't make it. It's it's how you can you can get fired as a GM or as a coach doing that. But when you go out and you get a top 10 talent guy, then if it doesn't go well, it's not on you. It's not on you. You did your it's part. Nuts. It's you. It's the, it's then the player, the NFL's a business. These teams are businesses. A lot of people lose sight of that in this. It's purely business. Um, would the emotional response be keep Keenum? Absolutely. I think looking back because we went seven, eight and one last year, would that have been a better choice? Absolutely. I think I think Keenum was a way better fit, but I mean, you can't fault uh, Rick Spielman, who's our GM, for going out and getting a top ten, top five quarterback like that. Well, so let's talk about today's game. So they did horribly on the Green Bay de- game. Yeah, it was unfortunate be- because they couldn't get it together. So today's game went great. It did. It did. And. and he- and I asked you this earlier, is Green Bay that much better of a team than the Raiders? Not really. You know, Green Bay's defense, uh, I keep hearing about it. They just, they, they're younger, they're faster, they're more aggressive. And, and honestly, I mean, we started to pick them apart with the run game. And you're talking like a two-game sample size. However, I mean, like, if Green Bay's defense comes alive, yeah, I think they're going to be better. One, the biggest piece um, to that is that Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. And if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're almost guaranteed to win, you know, at least nine to ten games a year because that guy's ridiculous. And I hate saying it because I'm a Vikings fan. That guy's basically, like, the anti-Viking. He's very consistent. He's he's better than Favre, in my opinion. And Brett Favre was a just a – monster in there like if, if if in my opinion if Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers plays as long as Brett Favre does Aaron Rodgers beats every one of Favre's records that's that's my my opinion on it okay so what went well today in today's game what yeah do you think? like I mean cousin figure it out cousin figured it out man like it so today was a really big game for him um after having such a terrible game uh where he turned the ball over three out of four times uh, where he fumbled twice, right? So today it was, how does that guy rebound? What, what do, how, does that, how does that reflect on his mentality as a quarterback? And he came back really good. He went 15 for 21. Um, he threw for 174 yards with a touchdown, and he had a 72% completion percentage, which in the NFL is ridiculously high. That's super high. He played the part that he was supposed to play, meaning you hand the ball, you hand the ball off to the leading rusher in the NFL, and you manage the game by making smart choices, and you don't turn the ball over. He didn't turn the ball over once. That's it. I mean, your stats can be whatever. If you have our running game and our defense, just don't turn the ball over. And that's why I think people were getting so on his case last week because he turned it over three times when we needed him. For him, it has to be such a mental game. So you told me today when you got here, this game is going to be a huge tell whether he's a good quarterback or not because it's going to show his mentality after taking a huge loss again. So he, to your standards, he did really well. You're happy with him. Oh, right I'm now. super happy. Yeah, because you could, you could, after a loss like last week, you could pout 
and you could hang your head low and take your ball home, as a lot of people say, and you could come out flat today. You could um, do the same thing you did last week and just be like, well, you know what? I'm I'm getting paid no matter what. I made my money, right? Like, what? I got $84 million guaranteed. What else do I got to do? He came out. He played well. He only had six incompletions all day, which is phenomenal. Um, but when you got Delvin Cook and – and the rookie Madison behind you uh, running the ball, I mean, you just have to be mistake-free, and you're golden, man. Like, you could take this team to a Super Bowl that way. So, Dalvin Cook, I know why you like Dalvin Cook. I've been a Minnesota Vikings fan for three years, and I already, I really like the guy. He's fucking amazing. He's awesome. When he's yeah. not hurt, you know, his, his hamstrings always hurt, but he's really fast. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. But you really like this new guy, the rookie. Why do you like him so much? Man, he, he's a bulldozer. Uh, Delvin Cook is super fast, very shifty. He he gets to the secondary uh, level and and with his rushing attack really fast, and you got to love it for that. But Madison, for a rookie, he he takes that ball and he's just a north and south runner. He gets the ball, he goes right up his um, the hole that he's supposed to hit, and he 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 finishes good. I mean, he's got great eyes. He he shifts back there. I mean, like. He got lit up on one blocking play, which, um, you know, that that's something that he'll have to work on. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, he's – for a rookie, I love it. I thought that pick was phenomenal by the Vikings because he leads, like, all collegiate rushers, um, I think, in, like, yards and attempts or something like that. I mean – it was it was it was great. He, I I love the guy. Is he a new new pick this year? Yeah, we picked him up. I think he was uh, he was our second round, which a lot of people were shocked by, um, because they thought we were gonna go offensive line uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth round. You know, like because our offensive line was uh, just not. It was like bottom tier, man. I think we were like twenty seventh to twenty eighth in uh, offensive line or like pressure or something uh, to that nature. So we did get a a new center. Um, Bradbury, which was uh, a solid pick, um, but Madison out of Boise State was our second rounder this year, and uh, he is looking like he was worth it. Got to keep in mind, Dalvin Cook was a second rounder too. I mean, right? Yeah. Because they, you were telling me earlier that he was uh, not picked because of his off the field performances, right? Yeah, he he fell um, weirdly um, in in the draft a lot because of a personality issue from what you know if you watch any of the the pre-draft coverage that's what a lot of people were talking about how consistent are is the so it seems like a lot of the time someone that you think is going to be really good that they did great in college does not do well in the nfl so why do they continue to go this route it makes no sense to me i guess they can't really go any other way they have yeah. to they have to you gotta take a at, chance at least go by by stats and you know yeah. they performed earlier or whatever it's but. really it's really uh interest interesting to see every year um who, who the sport clicks for and who do, who it doesn't mm -hmm. click for um yeah you're right you some of these top 10 guys uh you really first round picks in general uh they come into the league um you know practices get overwhelming uh overwhelmed and uh they find out the nfl's faster than they ever thought um it's just a quicker game and they don't translate well uh laquan treadwell was a guy that we picked up he was a first round wide receiver um, we hadn't drafted a first round wide receiver since troy williamson who also was a bust um for us and these guys i mean like he Laquan Treadwell just could not run routes, and he couldn't catch the ball, but he was a phenomenal wideout with Ole Miss. It just, 
you don't know it i I don't i'm not a psychologist i can't read their minds or anything but like sometimes it just doesn't click for these guys and it's kind of sad to see because you know they put a lot of time and effort into it it's not for a lack of trying it's just they're not they're not picking it up the way you want them to so you lost me a little bit there with the so with the just because it got a little too complex but you know i'm sure it'll make sense to someone who's listening no 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 but um, but so are those guys that we pick that are they were now good, the ones that you mentioned. Are they still in the team or not? What happened to them? Uh, so uh, Troy Williamson was a guy that I believe we either released. I, I doubt we traded him. He was a first-round um, talent, super fast guy, ran a really quick 4 4 um, or I, Yeah, something like that. But he um, he couldn't catch the ball. He, <laughs> he just, like, he, his, his drops were ridiculous. Um, Laquan Treadwell, too, couldn't catch the ball it he was really interesting because he would he had these flashes of just brilliance like he would every now and then he caught something just ridiculous and you're like wow this guy's got it right and then he would do a a button hook where you go you know you run 10 yards turn around and you're supposed to be there and catch the ball and he would just drop the damn thing and he'd be like <laughs> well consistency is so important you know yeah. you needed to be consistent so for example one of one of my favorite players is Thielen. Yeah, he's awesome. he's awesome. And he was not picked. He was actually uh, he was undrafted. He was undrafted, and he worked his way up. Yeah, and he's I, he to me like with a little that I know I think, he catches everything. Oh I man, think. that guy! I love him. Do you know? I like uh, him better than I like Diggs, honestly. No, personally. he's a better story than Diggs. Uh, Diggs was a fifth round uh, wide receiver who um, also had a lot of off field trouble. Um, you could probably tell because he's got a big personality out on the field, right? Mm-hmm. He fell to the fifth round. He was a fifth round pick by us. Um, yep, Diggs was, mm. but he was definitely at least first, second round talent. A guy could catch everything, and he was fast. I mean, look at him now; he's great, right? Thielen was just one of those um, hardworking dudes. I remember watching Thielen for a while now, before he was even the Adam Thielen that everybody sees on TV now. He was a uh, a guy that wasn't even scouted, not just undrafted. He didn't even get scouted, and he ran a four four forty too. He was very fast. That's a fast, you know, 40 sure. time. Um, and his stories, he worked hard. Um, he tried out for a few different teams to get on the practice squad. He, uh, The Vikings picked him up because he was just a standout on the practice squad. And then he worked um, his way up through the practice squad, got put onto special teams only. I remember when he was only a special teams player. In fact, did you know, probably not, but his first touchdown was from a blocked punt reception to it for a touchdown so he That's blocked awesome. a punt it was it he he was that kind of guy he made plays when he was in then he you know got promoted from uh special teams to being the third uh wide out on our um for our wide receivers he was a slot wide receiver and now it's like now this guy just catches everything he's he's great man he's from minnesota he went to college in minnesota he was in you know he's High school in Minnesota. That guy's just a Minnesota. I could tell you probably more people own his jersey in Minnesota than anybody else. I, I would assume so. Now, granted, you look at me. I'm wearing an Anthony Barr jersey because I wanted to go defense. I'm a big defensive guy for our team. I love that our defense is stout. So, is our defense good this year? They looked really good. Yeah. Um, we I think we lead the league in pressures on uh, for quarterbacks, which is a really good stat to have for the defensive line. Um, I think so. So why does it feel like to me that, that maybe I'm misunderstanding what you mean by defense. What does it mean? It feels like to me that Kirk Cousins doesn't have 
time to shoot almost ever. Like it's like he, the people that are supposed to be protecting him. To me, the untrained eye seems like they're not really doing a good job. Why is that? Uh, is that the defense? Is that considered defense? Or is that not? No, that's no, the so offensive line. That's right? the offensive linemen. Uh, defensive linemen are rushing in. They're pressuring him, right? And um, the offensive line is supposed to give him time in the pocket um, to throw. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, to me, the offensive line looks like they're doing better with the run, um, which is good to see because a good running game can lead to a phenomenal passing game. can actually lead to games like this where – you throw 21 times for 174 yards and a touchdown, but you put up 34 points. Like, that's – I mean, only seven of those points came from Kirk Cousins. And that's that says what kind of team you have. Um, no, the, the, the offensive linemen, um, it's tough to say. I think there's a lot of season yet to see where um, how they pan out. But um, it's definitely, I think, an improvement from uh, last year. Really? Oh, yeah, I think so. He, he actually had – he had almost no time last year. Um, no offensive line is perfect, but I mean, you can't also expect a offensive line like you know what is it like Dallas and Seattle? All these teams just like they just have tons of times. Like uh, like Tom Brady's offensive line year in year out is just ridiculous. It's crazy. So, so I am I wrong? Am I just because I'm not experienced? Is that why it seems like to me that he doesn't have a lot of time? Is just that's the normal amount of time a quarterback should have to throw the ball, and. It, or, or is it a little bit under where it should be from, like, if we had a standard, if we have all the defenses linemen, defense, I can't even say, defense yeah. linemen in the, in the league, where would they, are they average? Are they so, worse than average? I believe the NFL, not average, but a good offensive line gives their quarterback three seconds okay. to throw. Okay. Anything under that time is considered pressured. Um, and that's from the snap, I want to say, or maybe, no, not even, I want to, yeah, no, I think it is from the snap, actually, that I think about it. Because anytime you see those highlights um, where they do the timers, I believe it's right from the snap, but I think it's three. So it's, it's normal then, okay. Yeah, but, like, he does get pressured often. I wouldn't say he doesn't, um, but that's also why we hand the ball off a lot, so. So what else did what else went well today that you think we should continue to do? What do we have to do to keep this inconsistency of great games followed by bad games? What do you think happens there? Uh, I think we abandon um, the run, um, rely too heavily on the play action um, when it doesn't work. You know, that's the only thing you can really do. Uh, this is a run-first team, and I think as soon as you try to deviate from that, you're going to see your games kind when, of unfold. When like you mean the week. run, you mean like when they, instead of throwing the ball, somebody like Dave, uh, like Dalvin Cook it grabs yeah. it and, go, and runs. Yep. And that's what, I, what they did for years for, with uh, Peterson, right? Oh, yeah. We were, we it was to the point where uh, it was so obvious they would put eight guys in the box um, on defense, meaning you got your... Uh, four linebackers stacked on top of your four defensive linemen, and it would just clog everything up. So a guy who runs north and south, meaning, you know, gets the ball and goes straight up the line, right? Yeah. Um, they wouldn't get a lot of yards out of that. But, no, um, I think I think running is still the key. They did that with – that's the only reason we were in the game against Green Bay is because they ran. But do you think that – so you think in this illusion that the way to be more consistent is for them to continue to run, run plays – they're more predictable. We don't have Peterson anymore. Why would you? Con- I, it doesn't make sense to me. I, th- I think the way we stay consistent and we lose less games is we we run. We keep doing our run game. 
right? Don't you can't you can't just be a guy. You can't be a team that throws 45, 50 times a game. I mean, you just can't unless that's how the game flow like goes. Um, like you fall behind and you have to do that, right? We got to keep running. Uh, let Delvin and uh, Madison go and get their yards, and then we uh, if Kirk Cousins can play a clean game, uh, I think that's what the difference is. You got to look at week one, no turnovers by Kirk Cousins. Week three, no turnovers by Kirk Cousins. Both those weeks, um, we put up at least 30 points. I want to say, did, or what was it, uh, week one? I don't even know. But either way, I mean, we put up at least 20, 28 points both those weeks. Against but, really good teams, too. Yeah, well, it was the, uh, the, against uh, the Atlanta Falcons and then um, the, Raiders. the Raiders this week. And uh, last week against Green Bay, we lost, right, um, 21-16, but he turned the ball over three times. So that's yeah. your difference. It seems like towards the end of the game or after halftime in the Green Bay game, they, they sort of got their shit together a little yeah. bit. If they would have started that way, it would have been maybe a possibility. But at the beginning, they just couldn't get their shit together. Yeah, right. they, they couldn't. I mean, when you go down 21 points in the first quarter, it's really hard to get back into games in general, right? You have to be like super unpredictable and you have to be super spot on with every play there's no room for mistakes when you're down 21 points because those 21 points that green bay put up were clean i mean they burnt us on everything they have this wide out named Devonte adams that was just ripping apart our defensive backs um it, it's tough i mean but we were there that was the thing man like that's why we got so thrashed uh, like that's why every viking fan was so worried we were there our team put us back in it we were we could have won with time on the clock granted now you don't know if we would have pulled it out with uh rogers being him but i mean there was at least four minutes left in the game and we were on our own 20 and we a score would have put us up um what is it like 22 to 21 and then an extra point so i mean like we were there it just didn't uh it didn't I don't know. Turnovers is what cost us. So let me ask you this because this is a big thing with Minnesota Vikings. Um, or it seems to be something that comes up every year since I've watched is the, the kicker. <laughs> yeah. So he missed a, a, he missed a kick during the Green Bay. What did you think about that? Like, And this is a guy that prior to the Vikings, he never fucking missed. He never missed. Dan Bailey is uh, actually one of the most accurate kickers in the NFL until he came to our team. Is it something that <laughs> we're fucking doing? Is I fucking, don't know. Is, is this guy, like, scaring him or something? Or it's like... tough to say. Kicking is what will destroy you every year. Like, it, the kicking breaks your heart. Like, your offense and your defense can upset you, but kicking can break your heart. Like As a fan. As a fan, man. Like, when it comes down to field goals, these guys have, you know, everyone looks at them, and, and they're very harsh on kickers. I would never want to be an NFL kicker. Like, no. It's too much pressure. Yeah, Talk man. Talk about like, pressure. Like, one could you imagine? Thing. Yeah, like Blair Walsh, when he missed when he missed his 22-yard uh, chip shot in the um, um, NFC wild card a few years back, like you get you get death threats like it it's yeah. crazy i couldn't no thank you granted like those guys make bank and they got a kick that that's some pressure right there um he did miss an extra point but i'll give it to him i that was uh stefan diggs took his helmet off after a touchdown oh, I saw that. which caused a penalty which pushed the field goal back 15 additional yards and with the new rule from a few years ago i mean like it's already a lot further back than normal i mean he it got blocked. It just was. It was a mess. We have a new holder. Uh, Chad Beebe's our holder this year. It's just, and he seems to be good. It's just, it's different. You, you get that. Um, 
between the long snapper, the holder, and the kicker, there's got to be a chemistry there, which is, I think, is still molding with these three. But, like, yeah, Dan Bailey was perfect today, though, if we want to look at it from a positive. Yeah. What so, was funny was Dan, uh, that uh, Carlson guy that we cut last year. Yeah. He missed one today. And he uh, he, I've never heard a kicker outside of Blair Walsh get booed so much. So tell everybody what happened last year with that guy. Uh, for those, because, you know, this podcast is going to be heard by maybe people who are new to football or they want to hear the whole story because that's where I'm coming from. I don't know much about it. So last year we played Green Bay and we had a new kicker that was supposed to be very promising. What was his name? Um, I'm actually looking it up right now because I can't think of it. But he um, missed fucking three kicks in was, one uh, game. Daniel Carlson is what and, his name was. And uh, it was hilarious because I remember him having a press conference after and not really feeling like it was as bad for him to get fired. He was just kind of like, well, you know, you have bad games. And today yeah. I had a really bad game. <laughs> and he's yeah. just kind of a cocky kick, at least to my opinion. I don't know. And he ended up getting fired after yeah. that. That's fucking nuts. It's he was like, uh, a f- he was a uh, a kicker drafted in the fifth round um, of the, that year's NFL draft. And uh, for those of you that aren't too familiar with football, um, kickers don't get drafted high, or at all. Like most of the time, you pick up a kicker free agency, um, or you pick one up um, somewhere else. I mean, like you just you just don't draft them, right? Um, we drafted this guy, huge leg. He, he's supposed to have a boot, guy that could easily clear 60 yards if he needed him to. Um, he didn't have much of an accuracy issue in college, but, man, he, when he, he, he beat out, um, I think, Kai Forbath, um, who, was, who he was competing against, and when he made the roster, week two, he missed three key field goals and an extra point, and we lost – or, no, I'm sorry, we tied that game. And if that game would have, and we, if we would have won the game, now hindsight, right? Like you always look back and you're like, oh man, if we won this or we won yeah. that, you know, we would have gone to the playoffs. We right? would have We would at least made the playoffs as a wild card team. But you know, you know, whatever, whatever. I do remember that game and how frustrating that was. I was kind of, I've never been happy for somebody to get fired, but I was kind of <laughs> happy. Just this is sad, right? Just the conference, at least from my perspective, the the conference uh, that that he went, not the um. The post conference where he was answering questions, he yeah. just his attitude was almost like, yeah, you're like, like oh, I'm not really that. It wasn't that big of a deal. I had a, you know, yeah, bro, you're gonna get fired. <laughs> you're gonna you're get getting fired. fired for sure. This guy's gonna be looking for work. So, so, so if Kirk Cousins can can keep it together, if we keep on running the ball instead of throwing the ball, yeah, and our defense continues to do as they are, yeah, we can have a consistent game. Who are we playing next week? Um, next week's game. Man, some Vikings fan I am. I don't even know, to be honest. That's all right. We're looking it up. That's why they have the internet. What's the internet? Mm. Oh, yeah, we're playing the Bears. So what do you think about that? Are they good? I don't know about the Bears this year yet. Um, watching them on the uh, NFL opener, um, which was a Thursday Thursday night game, I think, they didn't, uh, they didn't look too good, but... It's early. Bears were really good last year. They're uh, that UNC quarterback they picked up, Mitchell uh, Trubisky. He um, he was really good last year. He ran a lot. Um, he was, I think, he led all quarterbacks in uh, rushing yards, and uh, that helps when you're uh, trying to extend plays, get first downs, things like that. You can really work around uh, guys that are mobile like that. But no, I mean, I think so. I I, I think I like her chances against them this year. Uh, they don't they don't in my gut pose as big of a threat, but. Only time will tell, I suppose. Why don't we close out a podcast with a maybe what could become a tradition, which is 
uh, Tyler's prediction for next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like why don't you give us a prediction? That way we can start the next podcast with, with your prediction. Uh, for those who are listening, we'll eventually create some sort of form with you can actually give us your prediction. We can kind of go over that. We can do an Instagram or something. Yeah. But what do you think is going to be the score next week? So I believe uh, Vikings are away. Uh, they're going to be playing in Soldier Field, which is a tough place to play. So I don't um, – I think the game is going to be 24 to 17 Vikings. I think, I think it's going to be a close game that's going to come down to um, a final drive by the Bears, and I think our defense is going to uh, stand them up so that they don't win. So we're going to win. Are your predictions ever going to be – the Vikings losing? Just curious. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, I think we'll finish our first podcast. I will try to do this every week. This has yeah. been fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, follow us on Instagram when we when we make it. Yeah. And um, Instagram that and, thing. That's an internet thing, right? It's the internet. Yeah. Okay. The I, internet I is that. something that you use other than to look up porn. Okay. Oh, so you wait? You can do that, or you can't do that on there. <laughs> Yep, it'll work. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.